This is Pity Shodcast, a podcast with a lot of shit talk about shit topics. So as you know, in this podcast, I ask my listeners to write in with topic suggestions for me to talk about or questions that they would like me to answer. So let's see what's in my letters bag this week. Okay. Ah, first of all, a topic suggestion types of hats that it's acceptable to wear at different ages. Interesting. Well, firstly, I suppose what I'd really like to say is, you know, there's there's no different hats for different ages, really. If you want to wear a hat and you're an age, you, you wear the hat. You can do that. However, if you really push me for an answer I suppose, um, okay, a baseball cap only under the age of 40 a flat cap only over the age of 58 maybe Um, okay, a fisherman hat, one of those uh, waterproof fisherman's hats either only under the age of eight or over the age of 45. Um, I mean, cowboy hats, I suppose you can wear at any age, but maybe only if it's fancy dress or if you are actually a cowboy. Um, Those hats made from balloons, you know, when you're at a children's party and um, there's a magician or a b- balloon man, you know, they, they blow up the long balloons and they mould them. What do you call it? Balloon moulding? Model? Balloon modelling! Balloon modelling! They make a hat sometimes, you can put it on. One of those may be only under the age of 10. I think there's probably some hats that you could wear at any age. Uh, beanies, any age is okay. Um, a sun hat is fine at any age. Uh, a Santa hat, yeah. Okay, next. Uh, what's my next letter? A question. Where do sneezes go when they don't come out? Well, I mean, they don't go anywhere. That's the that's the thing. They don't come out. They don't go out. They are neither coming nor going. But then they just lie in wait. When a sneeze doesn't come out, that's the thing. It doesn't go anywhere, no. It stays and it waits. Maybe within us all, there is a sneeze waiting to come out at all times. Next letter. Um, ah, I had a comment. Um, somebody tweeted me 
um, and said, uh, more background rat noises, please. As some of you might remember, in last week's episode, there were a few uh, slightly distracting clinking and banging noises coming from my pet rats. Um, they are currently up and about, so um, the eagle-eared among you may notice some rat background noises in the coming minutes. Next letter. What do I have? Okay. Now this is quite an interesting one. Um, here's a question. How do you describe the concept of smell to someone who has never smelled, e.g. an AI robot? I would say that a smell is like a taste, but in your nose. Um, but then I suppose you would have to explain to the robot what a taste was if it didn't have taste microchips in it. So a taste is um, like a smell in your mouth. Maybe um, it's quite confusing. It would confuse the robot. Maybe that's something that we can learn here. Maybe we are learning ways that we can confuse robots. You know when the singularity happens? It's going to be scary. But maybe we've learned something here. Maybe that's a tactic that we can use. Confuse the robots with things that they'll never understand. So... My next letter. Oh, it's a um, a topic. How young folk don't understand the joke slash phrase answers on a postcard. Yeah. So, I remember from my childhood. You would be watching a TV show or something, and they they might ask a question want you to write in with something um, and they would say da 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 whatever they wanted answers on a postcard to this address and they might say it and it might also come up on the screen maybe and you had to write in because this was before before the age of uh, technological communication um, so you would have to find a postcard and then a pen. You have to write your answer on the postcard and address it and then go to the post box. Uh, oh, you need a stamp. You'd have to put your stamp on it. Then you go to the post box and post it and then fingers crossed, hopefully, hopefully the next time on the show your answer might be read out or you might win the prize. I don't know why specifically a postcard. Maybe maybe because for the people that have to open all of the mail, maybe having postcards is better because you don't have to, well, keep opening it. Give yourself repetitive strain injury. Yeah, this is kind of obsolete these days. We don't have... Uh, we don't have this so much because nowadays you just 
get people to email or tweet, maybe phone. It's all become very technological these days. The digital era. You can always get in touch with me, uh, pittyshodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me, at pittyshodcast. Or you can comment on my Facebook page, self-entitled. Okay, my next letter in my letters bag. What do I have? Ah. Even though I'm a vegetarian, I really enjoyed listening to the segment on chicken. Thank you very much. Please, could you list more types of chicken on your next show? Well, I am happy to oblige, yes. Um, more types of chicken. Now, I have to try and remember what types of chicken I spoke about last time. Um, I remember I did a lot of the chicken curries, but I forgot about what a whole other load of Asian chickens, I think. Um, like a Thai green curry with chicken, or a, or a red, a red one with chicken. Um, satay chicken. Uh, you might have um, sweet and sour chicken, of course. Uh, chicken in black bean um, sauce. Chicken with cashews and water chestnuts. That's uh, that's a really nice thing to have from the takeaway. Garlic chicken. Um, yeah. And then you could have, um, oh, like a chicken chasseur, chicken casserole, um, chicken tonight. You remember the things they used to come in jars? Chicken tonight. You would have it. Um, a chicken um, coronation chicken. The sandwich staple of Britain. Um, you'd have like a coco van. Is that a, is that, that's chicken. That's chicken. I know it says cock. It's not like a rooster, is it? Misleading. So you are, uh, okay, okay, like a stuffed chicken, you know, like a, a chicken ballantine or, or, or whatever, um, might be wrapped in some parma ham or or something, um, chicken, chicken like skewers, um, and you can have chicken on a lot of things, like, well, or in it, like chicken, I was thinking chicken on a pizza, but then lots of things with chicken in them as well, a chicken pie, or a chicken salad, um, a chicken, I've seen people make chicken lasagnas, is that nice? I don't think that's nice. Next, next in my letters bag. What do we have now? Okay, here we go. Um, a question. Why do I still feel the need to announce who I am at the start of a phone call, even when calling somebody's mobile phone so they know jolly well who it is before answering? I, su I, su I suppose, I mean, it's, it's... We're used to it. It's sort of traditional to... You know, you call someone, 
and they say hello and you say oh hello it's petty shortcast and they say oh hello yeah that's because that this is i suppose it's a, this is a double pronged issue because not only do we feel the need to announce who we are the person even though they know who we are the person on the other end also feels the need to pretend that they didn't know who you were no one ever says you know it never goes like this hello oh hello it's pretty shodcast i know i saw it come up on my caller id that never happens. We always say, oh, hello. I think it's one of those kind of niceties that's um, that stuck with us. It also might be nice to always let someone know who it is calling uh, in case, you know, there's been like a body snatchers thing or, or maybe when the singularity, we were, you know, just saying about, about that. Maybe might always be worrying that someone might call you, but it's not actually them, it's the robots. You're going to answer it. Hello? Hello? This is a robot. See, even the robot would feel the need to announce it. We need to... It's, it's just... That's the way it is. Next up on the agenda. Um, right. A topic. Three minutes on carpets. Three minutes on carpets. I don't, I don't know very much about carpets. What do I know about carpets? Um, you have a lot of different types of carpet, I suppose. There's, um, short pile carpets, uh, medium pile carpets, long pile carpets, also sometimes known as shag pile carpets, because they are nice and shaggy. They're nice. That's a nice thing to feel on your feet. Very luxurious. Um, you can have carpets in all the colours. You can match your carpet to whatever, whatever colour your room is, you know? My carpet is brown, but it's not as dull as it sounds. It's a nice brown. It offsets the walls in my living room very nicely. Um, also a lot of my furniture is brown, so there you go. If you have brown furniture, try out a brown carpet. See how you feel. Um, carpets. I'm sitting on the carpet at the minute, actually. Like to like to have a sit. There was a band called In In Spiral Carpets. I don't know anything about them. You can get samples of carpets um, quite often. When you are choosing your carpet, um, you can get a sample of it. You know, try a few out, put them on the floor, see how they look. 
There's a lot of things you can get samples for. Go to the supermarket. You quite often get samples of maybe like a little biscuit um, or a, 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 a cube of cheese on a cocktail stick. Sometimes if you're very lucky they might have a little tiny cup of wine that you can have. You get samples on the internet of things, you get some washing powder samples, uh, you know, cat food samples, things like that. You can send off for them for free, try the products, marketing, then they think you'll, you'll get it. I think that's, uh, that's three minutes on carpets. And now it's time for the um, regular segment on the show. Uh, entitled Describe the Pavement Outside Your House. So as always, I'm going to just take a moment to step outside and look at the pavement and then I will come back in and report to you what I can see. Hi, I'm back from looking at the pavement. It's uh, still a dark grey colour um, there's a new uh, adornment on my pavement today. Not one, but two empty packets of uh, Sainsbury's Fizzy Fangs sweets. And that is my description of the pavement for today. Next letter. What's my next letter? Let's see. Ah, uh, a question. I am wondering whether getting a soup maker would be a false economy. What do you think? What do I think? Well, I mean, it depends, I suppose. How much time, how much time do you have? It's the time versus money thing, isn't it? How much time do you have? If you, I mean, I'm guessing you enjoy making soup or at least enjoy having soup to eat. So if you enjoy making the soup and you have the time to spend on it, then maybe getting a soup maker would be a false economy um, or at least an unnecessary purchase. Maybe you like making soup, you know, if you have the time to do it in, you could get something nice on the radio, um, listen to a podcast maybe, pour a glass of wine, get your spatulas out and uh, make some make some delicious soup. However, if you're pushed for time a lot and you know, there's oh, maybe there's quite often times when you think, oh, I really want some soup. I'd love a soup right now. But you haven't had the time, so you haven't made any soup. And you think, oh, if only I had a soup maker and I could just put the stuff in, whack it on, go out, do my stuff, and then come back and I've got a lovely soup waiting there. Um, if that's the case, then perhaps you should buy the soup maker. Next letter, uh, a topic suggestion. Egg formats. There are different formats of egg. Sometimes you might um, have eggs that still are sort of in their whole 
form, you know? So like, you, you might have a hard-boiled egg and you get it and it still looks like an egg. You peel the shell off and it's the white with the yolk in the side. Um, you know, so like, and maybe, you know, obviously a soft-boiled egg, similar thing, still looks, you know, a whole egg. Um, you can see the white and the yolk uh, together, like, differently. Um, a fried egg, especially if it's sunny side up, still looks sort of like a whole egg. A poached egg, you know. So that's ones that are, that still look like a whole egg sort of thing. Then I suppose the next rung down in, in egg formats, you've got eggs which are still recognisable as this is an egg but they're maybe a bit more jumbled up. Um, so like a scrambled egg or an omelette. Uh, or maybe you've got like, you know, when you make an egg mayonnaise sandwich and you chop the egg all up and you might even mash it a bit, put your mayonnaise in, maybe a few chives. So like, yeah, mushed up eggs still recognisably eggs. Um, and then I think the last bracket of egg formats is um, probably eggs, you know, when they're in things and you don't, you can't look at it and say, there's the egg. You know, it's just mixed in with all the other ingredients. So many things. New cakes. Um, eggs in sauces. You know, you might make a hollandaise or um, a carbonara. Um, you use eggs to make pasta, uh, noodles, meringues. And that's all of the egg formats I can think of for now. Okay, my next letters. Uh, just a few quick ones now, because as always, we're running out of time a little bit, so... Let's have a little look here. Do bears shit in the woods? Yes, they do. Another one, quickly. Jam or cream on scones? Uh, I would say both. You would cut your scone in half, um, you put the jam on, and then you put the cream on. You can't put the cream on first because otherwise how are you gonna spread the jam evenly? You don't get good jam distribution. And one very last question for this week. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Well, other than the obvious answer, of course, I would posit that maybe birds are suddenly appearing every time any of us are near. Maybe, maybe because we are all always so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life. I think quite often we don't, we don't stop for a second, look around and just absorb our surroundings. Maybe if we all take a few minutes each day to do that, we might notice birds suddenly appearing everywhere and near everyone. 
On that note, I think it's time to tie things up for this week. Uh, if you've got any comments, or you would like to suggest a topic, or you have a question you'd like to ask me, you can get in touch. Email me, pityshodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can tweet me, at pityshodcast. Um, or you can write a post on my Facebook page. Thanks for listening this week. I uh, hope to see you next time. And until then, just sit back and enjoy the music. Mm-hmm.